Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the conversation. We are Symbol Athletica, the brand of the purpose-driven. We stand for people that have chosen to stand for something. And yes, we do have the audacity to believe that we can pursue a destiny of our own design. Today's conversation is very timely. We're going to talk about the complication and wonder and challenge of understanding exponential growth. Growth. We talk about exponential growth in our in the modern world in a lot of different ways. We talk about videos going viral. Um, right now, we're talking about the spread of an actual disease, a virus. Um, but the understanding the math, we we have a challenge with understanding how exponential growth, which is the math that explains these phenomenons. We have a, a challenge visualizing how that actually plays out. And I thought it would be useful for today's conversation to be around that. You know, there's a long-standing analogy um, to help illustrate the power of exponential growth. And, it go, and it's in the form of a riddle. It says that if you have a pond, and let's just say there's a magic lily pad in the pond, that if you put this lily pad in the pond, the lily pad will double every day. So if you put one a lily pad in a pond today, tomorrow you'll have two, the next day you'll have four, et cetera, et cetera. And let's just say the reality is it takes 48 days for the pond to be completely covered with lily pads, 48 days. So the riddle is, the question is, how long would it take, how many days would it take for the pond to be just halfway covered with lily pads? So think about that and try to figure that out. If you put a lily pad in a pond and every day the magic lily pad doubles, so tomorrow, you know, you put one in today, tomorrow it's two, the next day it's four, the next day it's eight, etc. And we know that it takes 48 days to completely cover the pond how many days does it take the lily pads to cover half of the pond? Most people get this wrong or they imagine it wrong. Because the answer is it would not be until the 47th day that the pond is halfway covered with lily pads. And on the very next day, the entire pond would be covered with lily pads. It just it appears to come just out of nowhere. It's like magic, right? Because it's hard to visualize exponential growth, how it plays out in the, in the real world. An even more astonishing fact would be that if you drove by that pond 40 days after you put that lily pad into the pond, the first lily pad in, 40 days later, only eight days away from the pond being completely covered, there would be so few lily pads in the pond, you wouldn't even notice them. There would just be a few lily pads in that pond. So exponential growth is very, very hard to conceptualize without these type of analogies. And that's some of the things we grapple with when we deal with things that are a part of exponential growth. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's conversation. We're calling today's conversation Exponential Magic. Welcome to the conversation.
All right, all right. Exponential magic. Exponential magic. Wow. So, you know, we talk about, uh, on this conversation, in, in most of our podcasts, we talk about some element or some aspect of what many call transformation, changing into something else. And what we mean by that is becoming something else, a way we often like to talk about it in a way that's easy to create imagery around or to create mental metaphors around or to create a story around is we want to change who we are becoming or where we are headed. And we take the camp that change happens instantly, whereas the common, most readily adopted way of thinking is that change happens slowly over time. We take the, um, we're going to argue the point that the journey may last over time, but the change happens instantly. And the stark example we give is that if you change your direction in a millisecond, so in one millisecond, you can change from headed south to headed north. If you can make that change in one millisecond, we argue that in the same millisecond that you make that change in direction, you change what heading in that direction ultimately leads you to. That destination or that destiny was also changed in that very same millisecond. And the the challenge we have with this idea is that we can't see, necessarily see the change or we can't experience the change or we can't see evidence in some cases that the change has in fact incurred. Because even an example that we just gave, let's just suppose you were standing in your living room and you know, you're facing south in your living room and in a millisecond you jumped and changed to the opposite direction, now you're facing north, but still in your living room. When you look around, you still, you would, it would be easy to accept that you're in the same place, that nothing really has changed. You're in the same living room, surrounded by the same furniture, in the same house, all, all, nothing has significantly changed. But in fact, if you were to start walking forward and keep walking forward, those two directions would lead to completely different places. And we're going to argue that there's a very similar phenomenon that happens in the challenge of understanding the exponential-like um, impact of of activity, of focused activity. So we, we make the argument that when you have a plan in place and you take the appropriate action and you're, and you're doing the right activity, that there's a lot of positive things that are actually happening that are outside of your current perception, perception um, that you can't see in the moment, in that living room. If we keep to that as, an, as a metaphor, as an example, for example, if you're on a desperate mission to change your body or to lose weight or to increase your health and you do the right thing, you head in the right direction, you go to the gym or you go on a run or you go on the walk or you change your diet, whatever that is today, you do that. You do the most perfect action and activity today and you do it 100 percent right. And then outside of you doing that activity, nothing really will appear to change today. In fact, nothing will seem different tomorrow, maybe the next day, maybe even the next week, maybe the next week. 
But if you stuck with that little undetectable change, you had faith in it, then over the course of time, in a couple of weeks or a month or more, there would be a dramatic difference. There would, in fact, be a change. But that change doesn't just materialize out of nowhere. It's actually started happening the minute you made that first activity. And this is what I want to draw to the analogy of something that's unrefutable, right? For you know, most people think math, right? Math is not subjective, right? My, you know, one plus one is two, two plus one is three, et cetera, et cetera. But the underlying math, that's why we started off with that lily pond and that doubling of the magic lily pond in the pond example, because when we relate that to the math of exponential growth of something doubling every day, which is a fast rate of change, something completely changing, you know, becoming twice as much as it is every single day. That's rapid change. But even with rapid change, when you put it in that idea or that uh, example of the pond, it's still the, the impact of that rapid change vastly goes largely undetectable until almost the end of the quest, right? If the quest, if the quest was to set out, if your quest was to set out to cover the pond with to have this pond completely covered with lily pads, and you knew that this lily pad would double every day, so you knew that putting a lily pad in the water and it doubled every day, it would definitely completely cover the pond, but that mission wouldn't happen until the 48th day, but you would, it would be almost the end of that 40, you would be way into day 40 or more before you started to see evidence of your results. And not until right at the very perceivable end, right, day 46, 47, 48, would you see the overwhelming success of your mission, the overwhelming success of that little action that you took or that little action that was taken 48 days ago and that action that continued to happen day after day after day after day. And although it was hard to perceive or hard to notice or go on, it went unnoticed, it was a massive change happening. It was a massive change energy taking place. And, it, and as long as it kept going, the mission was accomplished. But in most cases, like in most cases in our lives, when things just seem to happen or things come to the place where we notice them, it's at the end of this journey. It's at the end of this long chain of reaction of all this massive change, you know, the overnight success of the band, the band that just comes out of nowhere. And, uh, and it's, a, it's this worldwide sensation overnight, right? It seems to the people, that's what it seems like until you go into the history of that band and realize that they've been touring dive bars for 13, 14 years. They've been doing, they've been on the grind for 14 years, et cetera. And that's, in many cases, that's how it goes. That's, that's many businesses, that's many artists being discovered. That's a lot of things. That's a lot of quests start off that. In the beginning, although when you are, are subject to a plan, a sound approach to doing something, and there are many ways that that can happen, that in, in the beginning stages, there's often, your success is not often detectable. That the success is just not often detectable. Which is why you must find, philosophy is so, so critical. Because if you, if this understanding is a part of your success philosophy or your growth philosophy or your performance-based philosophy, if you know that this to be true and you weave this into your expectations, 
then the probability of you doing the prescribed activity persistently and consistently in the absence of perceived results is more likely, which means if you if you know that there's a thing where even though you change to the right direction and even though you do the right activity and even though you are, your action is creating a multiple, a massive change in your destiny, your destination, you may not be able to realize it in the moment, see it in the moment, maybe even prove it in the moment. And that's the difference between a lot of people that have a success-based mentality and people that do not. So imagine, let's go back to, and we're mixing metaphors, but you know, it sometimes just makes for easy um, and quick conversation. So imagine, let's go back to that living room and let's imagine that, you know, where you want it to be in life, your perfect dream life, let's just say your living room was flat and on a single story and there were doors on every wall. You could go out any door and just walk out in every door, but you were in that living room with a door on every wall facing north, south, east, west. And let's just say that your most perfect life that you dream about is just simply going out the, at the northern door and walking that for a thousand miles or whatever, some, you know, long, long journey. But you had to go out that door and, and keep going in that direction. And let's just say there are two people. One had this success-based philosophy that understood that destiny was a change of direction, direction, you know, action and activity. And if you took the right action persistently because you can't perceive the results right now. So that person might be more prone to walk out. You know, if somebody if, he, if they were in good reason to believe that north was the way to go and maybe because somebody else had traveled the northern journey and told them what was that way, you know, then they or they were looking at a map. I mean, all these different things. Right. So they would be more apt to head in the north and start walking north and keep walking north, even though the first few steps were still had them in their living room. They had not, they would not have even be out the same living room of the person headed south that started to take a couple of steps. It would all seem like they're in the same place and it would all seem like they're doing the same activity and it would all seem like they're getting the same results when in fact they're not. One would be going closer to their dream life and the other in fact, would, if they went in the opposite direction, would be going away from their dream life. Um, to make it even more complicated, most people don't fall into either one of those boats, right? Most people don't have a life plan, a life goal, life strategy, nor are they willing to accept this prescribed and disciplined activity to over a consistent period of time. That's not most people. And other people um, haven't even decided what that ultimate destiny would look like or should look like or what they want it to look like. So they're the equivalent of somebody unhappy with being in that living room. And what they do is just keep jumping and changing direction. They, they change from north and then they jump and spin around and then they land facing south and they jump and they spin around and they land facing east and they jump and they spin around and then they face northeast, kind of westish, and they just keep jumping and spinning around in circles and all they get is frustrated and dizzy, right? And, they're, and all they get is increasingly unhappy that they've been in this living room so long and nothing has changed and nothing and none of the things that they dream about are in this living room. Um, but they don't make the connection between the fact that they're just jumping and spinning and changing direction in the living room without deciding on a door for some whatever reasons and taking consistent long-term action to, to follow that direction. 
That's a lot of people. And I think the reason why we're so, it's so easy for us to jump in that living room and keep changing directions and feel like we're making progress because we feel the exertion of the jump, the activity, right? So we jump, we twist, we jump, we twist, we jump, we twist all day long. And then we, we're out of breath and our body's tired and we're sore. And we say, man, I worked really hard today at, at changing my life. I worked really hard today at pursuing my goals. When in fact, it didn't. It just worked really hard today. <laughs> Whereas you have other people that have done the research or made the decision or talked to guidance or have a coach and that has pointed clearly out of one of those doors and they faced that door and they took a baby step. They, you know, they had to jump around and do the things they had to do to survive in the living room. But underneath it all, they made sure that they took a step towards that door. So although they're tired and although they seem to be in the same place in life, they, they know that, wow, I'm one step closer. Could be one out of a thousand steps, but one step closer is better than zero steps closer or one step away. And then over time, the more of these you accumulate, like an example of the person that took one step cl- closer, the more and more of that progress they accumulate, the better they feel about themselves, the more they feel purposeful, purposeful in their activity. And then the hardship of the reality of where they are or the challenges that they're in in their living room, because we're always in a living room, right? We're always surrounded by stuff that is here, right? Becomes less relevant, becomes less relevant. And um, the ending note I'm going to have you, you know, think about is what if, what if the natural tendency of people when they defined who they were who they are, or even more scary, who they could be, was only based upon the stuff they could see in the living room. Well, that's really scary, but that's really what most people do. They look around and they use their current position, place, circumstances as an indicator of who they are and who they can become. And, 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 and I think that might be because there's a part of them you know, maybe unconscious part of them that realizes, well, that's that's the math. <laughs> that's the math of, of not picking a direction and taking action and moving consistently in a direction. The math basically says that you are spinning in the same spot, so the math will support that. Other people are operating by different math. They, they, they realize that They have a destiny in mind. They're taking whatever action they can and they're okay with the action seeming to not have a big result because they understand the power, the magic of exponential growth. Things could be multiplying, can be doubling, can be doubling every day in the background, in the background, in the background. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, the right opportunity will just appear. The right person that needed to change their life will just appear. The right circumstances will just appear out of nowhere, seemingly overnight. The pond will be covered with lily pads. (laughs) My friends, I hope this gave you something to think about. Exponential growth is a real thing. It's just math. It's as real as one plus one equals two. And we see it played out in many different areas of our life, although it's very hard to get our mind around the math beneath it. We talk about viral videos going viral, videos starting with one person, and overnight, three million people have seen it. And 
we talk about the, the virus right now, you know, started with one, you know, with a, with a few people in a few places in one part of the world. And in a matter of weeks, it's all around the world. And then you start to realize how powerful and almost seemingly unstoppable exponential growth can be once it, it, it starts. So if we can adopt a philosophy or an idea or just imagine that there's exponential growth math available to us to tap into to fuel and sustain our own mission, our own personal quest, that's pretty motivating. That's highly motivating. That's the reward for standing for something, for defining who we are and what we are about. That's the fuel, the engine, the magic that makes it all as possible as one plus one. My friends, if you know people that you think might benefit or be intrigued by the conversations we have here at Simple Athletica, please let them know that there's a conversation going on and invite them to take a look, a listen. We are almost 100 episodes in. I cannot believe it. Wow, it's growing fast. We're in 10 different countries. And it all has to do with one person telling another, telling another, telling another. Can you imagine a world where millions and millions of people are living by their, the, they have defined who they are and they have defined their destiny and they're partnering with other peoples that do the same? It would be one motivating planet to live on. I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in.